Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. My name is Alan Aguirre, and today we're here to talk about the challenge Ride or Dies, episode two. I'm joined by my lovely co-host. We have the Southern Luke Muncy. What's up, guys? The Vermontian Zoe Tromboli. Hi, everyone. Ride or Dies, episode two. I liked it a lot more than episode one, personally. Felt like it was a very well-edited episode. Uh, got a lot of action, good good stuff going on. How you guys feeling? Feel pretty good. I agree. I feel like it it flowed well. Nothing really drug on too long, so I liked it. Another great episode of music. Yes. Uh, I felt like, yeah, it was really smooth. That we didn't spend a, way too much time on a daily challenge or anything like that. I thought the whole episode went together really well. My number one girl is here and ready to rock, so I'm feeling good. Let's jump right into it. Your number one girl. The episode opens. Bananas and Anya are in the house to introduce them as a pair. They show flashbacks to them on X's 2, Free Agents, Total Madness. They've been around forever, and they have all these clips to show us them. And, it, you know, that nostalgia feeling. You just see those clips of those old seasons, and it, and it gives me hope, and it gives me joy. It's like what, what I've been, why I'm a fan of the show. Yeah, yeah for me, it was the World of the Worlds one where Nani returned after her long hiatus, and they're, like, walking down the dunes, and it's a very intense shot. It made me excited. You know, only Nani could make someone like Johnny rootable. Thank um, you. Yeah. Because I was saying it was a weird, like, feeling of competing emotions in my body because I love Nani so much and I don't love Johnny um but I still was like so hyped and watching the montage of the two of them was really sweet and as much as I can't stand him like any friendship that makes her that happy as she has my full support forever and always I am so thrilled Johnny Manaz is back because I can't believe I'm saying that but you know, I cover the Challenge USA, and I don't really know these people at times. Like, you know, I, I, I make jokes about them, but it's like there's no history there. It kind of comes off as mean. Giant Bananas, he feels like an old dance partner where, like, I know he knows his role. I know my role. I know the jokes I'm going to make at his expense. And it's just they're easy. They come easy because, like, there's a lot of history there. It's just like, okay, I know to root against you, but at the same time, I am kind of rooting for him because he has Nani as a partner. And Nani just looks amazing. I agree. And I feel like with the absence of CT for the first time in several seasons, you've got to have like one of those male faces for the casuals who just casually view. Because I can't even think the last time we've not had CT, Johnny or Wes on a season, like maybe ever. And like since the start of their run. But yeah, I'm not too upset about it. He took some time off. Welcome back. Yeah, he does bring something necessary that I think was missing from this cast. He is like a strong male presence that when I think about a lot of the pairs, there's not a lot of like there are strong male competitors, but being a strong male personality on this show is a very different story. Yeah, just their ability to like fill dead air with a conf- like a couple like minutes of confessionals from someone like that where you can build the episode around. It's really big. Um, it's why I always love Wes. It's like Wes can just carry five minutes of TV whenever you need him to. Um, Bananas the same way. I mean, you, you've seen it. Like, that first episode, like, it really relied on Nelson a lot. And, like, Nelson isn't, I mean, when you're relying that much on Nelson, your show can only go so far. And I love Nelson. Yeah, he's a character. <laughs> but you're right. He Like, he doesn't have the intellect, I don't guess, to understand Anything? that the show needs to be almost, I don't want to say self-produced because we complain about people self-producing themselves, but Johnny and Wes are people who self-produce in a positive way they keep storylines going as far as you know 
knowing what's necessary, whereas Nelson can't even make a rhyme in his head. Well, like, Nelson is like like a dash of something you throw in, and it makes the episode sparkle. You know, like, his Mm -hmm. commentary, his random statements that are supposed to sound intelligent just but make him sound like an idiot it makes it fun and it's hilarious but if you're counting on him to do that throughout the entire episode one it makes it less funny and two it is just weird no nelson is kind of like the challenge is adam sandler he has a very specified role and then like maybe once every 10 years he comes out with a serious movie and like you know that's the episode where he throws himself in for Corey and elimination like that, like he has a couple of those in his like history, but other than that, he he's comedic relief and he 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 can do that. Uh, we do see some interesting stuff about when Bananas and Nani come in. Uh, Michelle says like, oh, Nani's my best friend. I'm like, oh, well, guess she's a, guess guess Nani's your best friend. Didn't see Nani look at her. Uh, <laughs> I love Michelle too, but it's like I I think everyone looks at Nani and just feels so much love. I mean, you see Laurel's face when Nani walks in the room and she's just like, this is the most precious, kind human being ever. And like, I I had a dream once where Nani was my friend and then I woke up and I realized it was just a dream. I went to text her and realized I didn't have her number. And I was so devastated. And that's how Michelle feels right now. (laughs) Yeah. Except I think Michelle has her number. (laughs) Making everyone feel really special. And I do think that they probably have a very genuine, loving relationship. But, um... Not not on the same levels. Any they wouldn't like Nani would be in Michelle's top eight on MySpace, but Michelle would not be in hers. And it's like it's not even a disrespect to Michelle. It's just that Nani has so many people that like over these history of years. I mean, her little girlfriend, Bananas, her ride or die. And when she walks into the house, she's like, they're like, who's gone? She's like, oh, Kayla and Sam's gone. My girl Kayla is gone. And we didn't get to see that friendship together. Uh, but it's also part of the game. And what we realize is that oh hell. Tori and Devin versus Kayla and Sam. What's going on? What do the rookies do? And so it really sharpens the divide. And, you know, Bananas and Nani really uh, supplement the vets and put them at the forefront to take on these rookies. Well, and Laurel also drops the bomb, too, because Nani's looking around. She says, yeah, uh, Casey and her brother are gone as well. And the the look of sheer panic in Nani's face, like her mouth is wide open. And she's like, wait, what? Yeah, because obviously she know she knew where her girlfriend was off filming the show, but she did not know that Casey had been pulled away to quarantine again. That's definitely what was happening because she returns. Well, and and let's think about this. Like I know that Nani's really close with Laura outside of this, but I would argue that she probably keeps in more contact with Kayla. Walking in and knowing that your two biggest allies are gone, kind of crazy. It is nice to know that someone like Laurel has your back over anyone else's, though. Like, Laurel is, I think Laurel loves Nani enough to go into elimination for her. Like, that's how much she loves her. Agreed. I would agree. When they walk in the house, Bananas and Devin are like, oh, let's push our bunks together. We're best friends now. Even though the last time we were on a season together, I was following you out throughout a house. We're making comments about someone's deceased father, fighting at reunions making fun of each other on Twitter. What what this comes down to is Wes is now best buddies with Bananas. Wes set up this relationship to where there'd be a line pregame because that's what, that's what Wes does. He's a pregamer. And now these two are going to be, I mean, joined at the hip. And let's be real. it is it, They needed to work together because it's smart for their games. They are vets at this point. You, you cannot deny that Devin's a vet. Like, he's a vet. They need to work together. I just wish for the sake of continuity 
they would sit down for a second and say, hey, I know we had a rocky pass. Like, I forgive you. That was a long time ago. It was in a different headspace. Johnny could apologize for things that he said, and they could go about it. But instead, it's just like, never thought we'd see the day. And it's because we had Devin having to apologize years ago to get back on the show. Johnny saying things on social media to, like, make it look like they're okay. It just – where we have Johnny coming in and self-producing, this is one of the times where it's not great. Yeah, and I, I do agree with you, Luke. I, I honestly would have even preferred that they fake fought for an episode and then got together. I wish I would have preferred that. It was just too immediate, like, oh, ha, we're buddies now. Um, I didn't like it. And I really don't like this for Dev. I mean, I think strategically it's not a bad move. I think it's what they need to do. But I, I, for Devin, a guy whose stock is on the rise, who just continues to improve as a player, you know, it was really becoming like one of the faces of the show, like it or hate it. Um, when you put yourself as like Banana's buddy, you're always going to be below Bananas in the eyes of fans. And it's, it's why I hated Tony partnering with Bananas on Final Reckoning, because Tony on Vendettas, it was Tony time. He was a star. He was really climbing up the ranks. And then he was just Bananas B guy. I mean, that that's what you – being aligned with Bananas is the worst thing for you, I think, because you put yourself at a, at a – Like, look what it did to Leroy, season after season after season after season. Absolutely. People will never take him seriously if you're, like, just attached to that way. Uh, you got you to gotta, – jump on the mantle and actually try to beat them first. I mean, and he has beat him in elimination, but, you know, wasn't wasn't the best game. It was light, right? Yeah. Yeah. We get more Nani, and... God, we're running 10 minutes in this episode a little. Like, there's just a lot here going on. It was a good episode. Nani shows this uh, necklace she has to uh, Tori and Laurel. Um, Michelle not there. Uh, (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) She shows it, and it's... uh, as the word smash word for war and it's to represent her mother and her mother passed months before filming and now I didn't know whether she'd be back from the challenge. I mean, that loss like really shook her life up, you know, really just changed her day to day, like just experience. Didn't know she's coming, but then she decides, you know what? I got to come and do this season for my mom. And I'm like, I'm always cheering for Nani, but in recent years, the losses have like really piled up on me to where I've become a bit more pessimistic. I'm back 110%. I bought all my stock. I'm back in on the Nani win. That's all I want now after this episode. I actually so am too because I, I was kind of in the same boat of like, okay, if she's at home, it's not going to totally crush me. But she said from her first confessional or one of her first all throughout this episode, like I've hit the gym. I'm focused. I'm determined. And I can see a drive in her that's not just like, hey, I'm here to hang out. I'm actually here to win this money and do it. She knows she's got a great partner. She knows she's got good allies in the house, even with Caleb and Casey gone, like she can navigate this. It was a really touching moment. My heart, it just broke for her. I remember her posting a picture of her mom on social media. I would say not long before she passed. And then um, it was like she said, it was sudden and totally unexpected. And I, it's so hard to put yourself in these challenger shoes and to go through something like that. And then to like, come on these shows and put yourself out there for the world to pick you apart. Um, I'm really proud of her and I'm obviously rooting for her, but I, it was also just a good moment of reality TV too, because I think we have so few of those like genuine, authentic emotional moments from a lot of these people now and it just reminded us that nani is not a character she's a person and uh yeah she's got she's got to get that w 
And that's why she gets cast every season, because she is a person. Like, she doesn't have to play a character. She's always going to be a lock, because she brings something real. And, like, it's just people attach themselves to her. And like Luke said, there's a clear difference in how she's talking about wanting the win. Because, like, yeah, she says it every season. Like, yeah, you know, I'm here to win, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it, she talks about it as a thing that could happen. This season, she's talking about something she wants to happen. And is actively going for it, and you just see it in her eyes. Uh, all right, moving on, though. Oh, actually, let's let's talk about Turbo real quick. Uh, bananas, Turbo, weird interactions. Like Turbo hates bananas. Um, Turbo hates everyone. And uh, maybe I'm so wishy-washy uh, that this is going to be a contradiction. In this situation, it does make sense for Johnny to try to smooth things over with Turbo. They had their little weird beef at the World of Worlds 2 finale, whatever. It seemed very one-sided, but like. Turbo has a very definite end to work with the vets because he's definitely not working with the rookies. And Johnny's trying to extend that olive branch, albeit through a joke. But Turbo can't handle that because he's so fragile as a man. He's just walking around in his weird capes, looking like a porn star and just being a dickhead to everyone. I and I don't get it because I don't know if he was just so uncomfortable on War of the Worlds. That's why he didn't talk much. But he was a very different person in War of the Worlds. Granted, maybe that's editing. Maybe all we saw was him being like Nani's woman and I I will do anything for Nani. But like he was a different person. He does not even seem at all like warm, fuzzy, nothing. He's just a dick. Yeah, and I feel like it's a lot of ego that that's come into play since, you know, he won that season. It was very hard, and like he seemed like such a gracious winner. Came into World of Worlds too, a little bit weird, but still had some moments where I was like, okay, I feel for this man. Now he's just a weirdo. And Nani really said at the beginning, it's like, yeah, Turbo, I did the social game. I told him to shut up and just let me carry him. And I like in their little montage they also show like Nani's like pretty good in the daily challenges too. Like, it wasn't just that, like, her social game carried them. She was, like, better than him in some of the challenges due to saying as I watched that season. Uh, I like that she pointed that out. And I remember when Turbo originally got cast for World of Worlds 1, uh, there were some people on the Survivor, like, Turkey, like, a Survivor Turkey fan was like, yo, Turbo is known for this guy who, like, because it was a fan vote on the, on, that, on those show. He's like, yeah, he would play up really well when he was on camera, and then when he was off camera, he would berate his other cast members and like just like it was just a facade and i was like huh i don't i guess that's a thing um just in the back of my mind i forgot about it then you watch the challenge play out and you're like and once he like falls off the rails like oh that's the guy that's that fucking guy um but yeah it's really weird too because you watch where the world's one back and his fight with hunter looks a lot weirder now like he looks a lot like more questionable and i think it was easy to like make fun of hunter because it's just like i mean the guy can't read it's easy to make fun of him he lost all that money very funny deserved it <laughs> uh but yeah turbo crazy uh moving on michelle and jay they had a strategy michelle's gonna schmooze the vets jay's gonna schmooze the rookies and they're gonna play the middle they're gonna work both sides problem is when you put all your eggs in different baskets sometimes people can see that and yeah, banana sees right through that immediately. Well, yeah, I was about to say the same thing. It's a great strategy, except for your best friend got power last week and exposed your cards. So now you're forced to pick a side. And I'm sorry, 
Jay and Michelle, two seasons under their belts, they're not rookies by today's standards. Like to make it back after two seasons in this current era that we're in is a pretty impressive feat. They're not rookies. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. They had a clear path to align with the vets, I think. But I think, I mean, I do think there's a bit of Jay that is anxious about that because he knows he's on the bottom of that totem pole. And he knows that he has a lot of eliminations that he is not physically suited for, especially with the men he could potentially be aligning with. Um, but you, you can't play both sides when there's, there's such a clear line drawn. I, I don't hate the gameplay because I think it's one of those things where if you, like you're saying, Jay's at the bottom to where uh, the style they're playing where they're trying to work both sides, it's the best gameplay they can do to maybe win the game, but it gives them a higher chance of getting eliminated early. And I think that's the difference. It's, it's just it's a high risk style gameplay. But when you're built like them, when like combined you wear you wear the same amount of Spessy, like it's not it's not gonna work out well. You gotta play differently, which you know you, you watch guys who are Jay's size, like Kahada, and like Kahada gets far into every season, then he gets cut off at the end. He's playing different. He's playing a more outwardly game, and I don't necessarily like it, but it's something different. Yeah, I I get it. I just really wish that some of these rookies, I hate to give credit to these people, would play a game like Emmy and Emmanuel because they pandered to the vets from the get-go, and sure, that makes them appear to be the ones they cut off first when it gets time to cut people off. But they weren't last season. Like Johnny and Raven could have totally finagled themselves in there, and they know their number ones would still be Jay and Michelle. They just have to win over like one or two more teams. Uh, but this whole like let's create a division week one, it's not going to bode well for anybody. It really depends on what the type of player you are, though, too. Because if like, you're a very strong physical player, then like kissing up like makes sense. I think like Horacio and, and Olivia, that's a team that makes sense. Like Tori fit in amazingly on Dirty Thirty. Because everyone knew immediately from like from the get-go that she was a real athlete. And I think that's what it comes down to. Because like Jay and Michelle, they're good players, but you could stomp on them in, in a headbanger. Yeah, I'm talking about Raven and Johnny. Yeah. Why would they yeah. wouldn't like pander to the vets, but yeah. yeah. Um, my bad. Uh, <laughs> I just want to clarify. We also get one more scene before we get to the daily challenge, which apologies everyone. But uh, Tori and Devin, they have like a, a morning powwow. Um they talk about her situation with Jordan, the, you know, the breakup, um, how they haven't seen in a year and a half. Uh, Tori drops that Jordan dumped her. And then Devin says, yeah, when Tori ended things with Jordan, which I was like, okay, great. I don't, cause like, I always thought that Tori ended things with him. Then she says he dumped her. Now Devin says she dumped him. I, I don't think, I still don't know what's going on there, but things are ended between them. Big breakup. I, I feel like I knew that Jordan broke up with her just because of the thing she was posting after the breakup. And something that's not touched on, she spent like a week and a half with Jay after they broke up in like some Malibu beach house. Because I remember them like drunkenly all over each other in a Snapchat or an Instagram story. Uh, I guess we're not going to touch on that on the show. Maybe they don't want to talk about it. But I thought it was a nice moment. And if you follow Tori on social media, she's definitely talked a lot more about her mental health recently. And like lots of experimental like psychedelic stuff she's doing to try to like remedy things, which I think is really cool. So this was interesting. I thought it was a rare, really authentic moment from Tori, too. Like, it was a moment that she wasn't playing a character. She was being herself, which reminded me, because I do like Tori. Sometimes I forget why. But that was a moment where I was like, yeah, that's a human. And that's someone I can connect with. And I think it's 
so cool that she was being open about being on anti antidepressants on national television. I think that's so important. Um, and I think if that makes people go and talk to their doctors about and be curious about those kind of things, if they're struggling, I, that's amazing. And we need more of that. Yeah. I thought it was nice too, that Devin who typically makes a joke of everything was also being genuine with her. Uh, and I'm glad you pointed out, like, I don't personally love either of them that much, but this was a nice moment. Like, Hey, they're real people. And I, I fully agree. It's just such an important scene to have on TV of someone just talk like someone who, I mean, can be fake at times, just openly talk about being on antidepressants. And it's just like, I was like, damn Tori, I feel for you in this moment. I'm actually like, I'm like, I'm rooting for you now. I'm like, really am like her and Devin. They've come so far. Uh, they've been so close to winning and they're such a power duo. They do have like a good camaraderie with one another, like genuine. It, it feels, it does feel genuine. And I want to point out too, Zoe said this last week when Devin made the comment, if you're annoyed with us, imagine how we feel. Something shifted in my brain where I'm like, they're at least aware of the character they present. And that makes me tolerate them a thousand times more. I think there's also a piece of me that, like, they get so weird together, the two of them. But I think about, like, my good friends and when we're, like, in a weird, like, hyper mood and all of a sudden everyone's just being a fucking weirdo. I'm like, oh, that's just them, like, being around someone that's, like, the same and being, like, in a good fucking mood. Like, I see it, mm -hmm. been there, done that. So they are not completely rubbing me the wrong way this season like I expected them to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying them. If Nani wasn't there, I'd be like number one team Tori guy for this episode, but Nani is just like, I'm all in. So it's, it's cool to be a close number two to Nani anytime you can. Uh, next up, we have the daily challenge. Uh, players have to jump into the water, swim into the water, uh, climb up a rope ladder, uh, get onto a cargo container. Then they have to take a rope and swing on top of a platform uh, they then have to tilt the platform, try and get their partner to swing over, and then they have to get that platform that's going back and forth to uh, an equilibrium point. Once you hit that equilibrium point, you complete the daily challenge. This was a very difficult daily challenge. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. I, it looked like, I mean, just timing it, getting the physical endurance, like making sure that everything was balanced, and then just the swimming, the climbing, doing it all together. Uh, it was It's just a hard daily challenge. It just It is. And I really enjoyed it for that reason because when someone completed it you're like okay this is a good team and on the challenge usa it was just like oh they finished okay repetitive 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 and there was no extra fact to it it was just like can you do this athletic feat yes or no and i like that well and something else that was successful on this that was not successful on usa we didn't spend like 40 minutes on it like zoe pointed out before we recorded this that they really couldn't because so many people failed uh but like it was great pace. And they handled it perfectly. It was just DQ after DQ after DQ to Sugar We're Going Down. Great, great song for that moment. I originally, yeah. when I started watching it, I was like writing things down. And I was like, I'm going to grade them. And then I was like, oh, everyone DQs. So it's either an A or an F. Exactly. And there were some people that actually did well when they didn't, you know, complete it too. Um, but the first team to go was Horacio and Olivia. And everyone's like everyone like tj was like what the hell is going on when he saw harasu compete because he just jumps in the water 
starts swimming like a like a monster, just gets on top of the cargo, and then he he makes the jump and he just perfectly falls onto the platform that's tilted, uh, like he was James Bond and just climbs up like nothing. And TJ was like so amazed. He's like, like you, you know, someone's good when TJ's like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. I can't help but wonder if TJ saw like the safety crew like run through it first and like struggle and then saw Horacio come through like Spider-Man. Um, I'm all in on Horacio. I think he's adorable, but that was nuts. I, TJ is again, not a character. His reactions are hundred percent genuine. So that was clear to me as a viewer, like, all right, he's going to be around for a little while. Yeah. I think his exact words are this guy's here to play. And I was like, even him swimming, I was like, that is incredibly fast let alone, like, his perfect jump. Horacio is just, like, the white meat. Like, he, like, him and Olivia are, like, if you were casting an ABC family TV show about two, like, college athletes, and, like, they, that they, like, they're just the, they're the picture of it. Because he's just so, like, a, a genuinely good dude, like, a normal guy, but just a crazy good athlete. A bit of a Landon in him, but, like, not, not like Landon. A bit of Jordan in him, but, like, a good guy. I don't know. I see him, and, like, that's, like, a real athlete. Yeah, he's timid, which sometimes is boring, but, like, it's impressive to see how he is. And his his timidness is so fun, reflected against Olivia's bubbly, like, scared personality. Their confessionals this entire episode were just, like, top tier. They look so good. And Horacio really understood the Daily Challenge immediately. This is only his second Daily Challenge ever. Basically his first real one. And he's like, all right, I got to tilt this thing as low as possible meaning i have to put weight on it this way and hold the rope down to make sure that olivia can get there have as much room to land um he also instructs olivia to take a breath before she jumps off herself take a breath and then grab the rope and run as far back as you can so that way you can get the best jump possible she barely gets on but she gets on and that's that that's what matters uh because as we saw it's a very difficult jump to make um he gets her on and they complete the daily challenge and it's just so impressive because he showed so much like upper level veteran thought when it came to this because this was a very veteran daily challenge. You need you needed a strategy. And he showed all that in his like first daily challenge ever and killed it physically. This guy's the real deal. And he went first. He and didn't he even get to watch anybody. It was so impressive. It was I I I, I thought it was cra- I think it was so crazy good. And you see, like, he gave everyone else the blueprint on what to do. And what's crazy is they did not follow that blueprint. Uh, Turbo goes next. And Turbo does a front flip into the water. Why does he do that? Because Turbo isn't a good swimmer. So he has to do a little flip to show he's cool because he's not a great swimmer. Uh, Tom- Tamara, actually a pretty good swimmer herself. She was actually pretty impressive getting in that water, up the rope, whatever. Uh, better and much faster than Turbo. Yeah. Turbo, he gets to the he get, he does make the dismount onto the platform himself, but he tries to hold it in the middle so that it, in theory it's a shorter jump, but it's a lower area to land. Uh, and so Tamara actually has this moment where she's holding each rope in the middle of the air with one hand. That was actually like kind of impressive because Turbo was not any help at all. Did not copy Horacio's strategy because for some reason I don't know he's he doesn't think like that. And they fail. Good. <laughs> Turbo's a weirdo, and Tamara's a dud. I'm sorry. And Her confessionals uh, have just been so lame. Well, 
I think that she's uncomfortable. And I, I, I mean, I'm not interested in seeing her again. Like, I don't really care to see more from her, but I think she was in such a weird position with his antics in the house that she didn't have a strong enough personality to overcome that. I agree. And it makes me wonder if, I mean, you can look up yourself what the past is between those two, but I wonder if he was like that in real life or that just really came out when they got in front of cameras. Because if she knew he was like that, then I believe she's an opportunist. If she didn't know, I feel incredibly horrible for her and I'm worried for her safety. She looked like her body language this whole episode. I was very worried for her because she's just like her eyes were telling like just a different story. I felt I felt so bad for her, but I do think she is an opportunist. I think I mean the way she got cast for the show was that Turbo needed a partner, and he's like, oh, this is this is this is the girl I know. She's fit. I mean, she is like she's a very good athlete, very clearly. But and that's why he he brought her on as like a ringer. But she's just worried. She's just like this isn't going well. Um, yeah, I feel bad for her. <laughs> boyfriend of however many years i don't i don't feel bad about her but i do feel bad about her at the same time because i see your eyes because it just looks terrible i really and we can move on right after this because it's going to be totally left field i really wish the turtle would have brought on britney okay i'm done because imagine there i i i I would that would have been a mess i would have loved that so much i'm not gonna lie i'm I'm fully i'm sorry zoe When they left for filming, by the way, Brit- Brittany had a picture of her calendar up on her fridge, and I'm a freak who screenshotted it and zoomed in, and she put filming question mark over lots of dates, and I'm like, who would she be filming with? It could only be Turbo. It would be her ride or die, because they hung out a lot. Whew. But anyways, I digress. Yeah. Next up in the daily, uh, we're not going to talk about every loser, but some of them were a bit more notable. Uh, <laughs> Nelson and Reese and production. It's like, so Nelson, when's the last time you won a daily challenge? It's like, as if we did not do this whole thing last week. And Nelson is just like, he's like, his face at first is annoyed. He's like, all right, let's put on a character. It's time to make the Adam Sandler jokes for everyone. Oh, guys, Scubanelli's here. We're going to get this win. I'm a great swimmer. Nelson's like, Nelson, he's like, I'm not good at heights. I'm not good with balance. I'm not good with swimming. This is, the streak is not getting broken today. He also jumped off the platform like he was about to cannonball into a pool. Like, he just sprinted and leapt off of it, and he didn't even, like, pause to think, which, again, not surprising that man doesn't think. But, like, you have seen someone do it well, and you've seen people fail. So, like, what? Ugh. Nelson knew he was not winning that Daily Challenge at all. He just he, he just knew. So he's like, I got to put on a show. He's like, Scubanelli, everyone, look at me, look at me. And I thought it was funny because he knew he wasn't going to win. And when he actually, like, because he, he gets on the platform, slips off completely, catches the rope and has enough upper body strength to pull himself up from the bottom of the rope all the way up to the top. It was actually, it was not impressive. It was, it was so dumb, but it shows like, okay, this guy is very fit. I can't, I, I can't believe he actually made it. I thought there was no chance Nelson was going to make it. And I know this is not true, but I'm going to tell myself that Nelson is smart enough to know that he's probably somebody who can play the middle fairly well for a little bit. He might not know this right now, but he can. So winning would probably be a detriment actually. As long as he doesn't start like harassing the female cast yeah true because that tends to be one of his downfalls i wanted to see narice though i was hoping he would at least get on the platform so i could see what she was going to be able to do well he did and she flopped yeah in part because nelson like didn't tilt the platform properly and also she just jumped without taking a running start um, well let's be real she has no upper body strength yeah um yeah that's fair I that's, guess. 
Fessy also flopped. Fessy, very invisible this season so far. Like one hot tub scene, that was it. We're going we're gonna to get Fessy. Based on the show, we're going to get a lot of Fessy coming up. But, yeah, we saw – it's funny. We saw Tommy, the smallest guy, fail, and then Fessy, the biggest guy, fail. And he kind of took too much of a leap and then just fell back from momentum. Uh, Tommy just straight up failed. Tommy had the worst yeah. fail of anyone. Uh, Jack uh, had a really hard fall, too. Jack had a fucking crazy fall. Uh, Michelle ate it in the water. They edited in screams for lots of the girls that were not their screams. It was weird. And then we had some good teams go. Devin and Tori showed a lot of veteran skill where they were just like, okay, I've competed in 50 daily challenges in my life. I know what to do. I know how to take my pace. Um, and Devin, he saw the strategy that Horacio was using. He copied it. Tori went, did it like a champ, and they killed it. Devin not looking like dad bod Devin anymore. He's looking like an athlete. Nelson calls him daddy, realizes after he called him daddy. <laughs> Bananas and Nani go next. Uh, and just a killer veteran pair. And I think, like, this is why Nani's so good. I mean, like, Bananas always elite competitor. But this is why Nani is so good because, like, she sees this stuff and it's just like, oh, you realize, oh, she's an above-average swimmer. Oh, she's always been pretty good with heights. Oh, she's unafraid of stuff. Oh, she just has a body type that works well in almost any daily challenge. And you're like, yeah, Nani's good. And she has a good partner where she's going to play to his level now because he elevates her to where she wants, she, she doesn't want to fall behind. Nani can fall behind on herself, but she never wants to fall behind on her partner. So she just goes out there and kills it. And they put up a dominant performance. Yeah. Banana says something about like feeling Nani's joy and like how it's so contagious and he like can't help but be happy when she's that happy. And I, loved that one but it also is the same in terms of like her performance and I can't wait to see what they do together I think this is gonna be Banani Mm 2.0 they were they had a strange journey on Nexus 2 just because they left fairly early and had all those exiles but dominated those but I'm really excited to see how they perform in dailies because Nani does do well in daily challenges They've always been good. I mean, they they won the final five challenge of free agents to go to the final together. Um, they re- did really well in their portion of the final on free agents as well. And on X2, they were they were always in, in the top in those dailies. They just weren't as good as Wes and Teresa. That's the only thing really. Um, they kill it. Then like, oh, we got one more team to go, guys. Who is it? Oh, here's Casey and Kenny. Where are they? Still can't see them, but they're here. That's not what I expected to walk through at that moment. I was like, oh, we're getting one of those veteran pairs that was in all those previews leading up to the season. So I was actually surprised and also adorable to see their reunion, Casey's and Nani's. Yeah, I, Nani's face was sheer joy. I just really wish that Casey's rider dad wasn't her brother. I'm so happy he gets the opportunity, but like there is nothing entertainment wise that he brings to this. Uh, his sister barely does. She's I athletic. Like I, I don't think I've ever been this against the casting ever in my life. Like I hate this casting because I think Casey is like historically maybe like statistic. I think she has the stats to say she's a top five female competitor of all time. Like undeniable record. Great player, 
But three scenes in a row where she just does, where she kind of makes the game like way more boring because people aren't going to target her because she's so strong. She has all these connections. And it's just like, she makes the game worse because she doesn't bring much character and the game becomes more boring because of her. So you bring her back for a fourth straight season, like bring her back, but give her a couple seasons off. A fourth straight season, and then you bring her brother who's even more boring. It's just fucking bomb. I just, it's fucking annoys me. I'm sorry. It does. Because like, I like good reality TV and they just aren't good reality TV. I don't understand, too, like, why she couldn't have had Fessy as a partner, why she couldn't have had Josh as a partner, or why she couldn't have had Tyler Crispin as a partner. Like, there are options. She has. I'm sorry. Yeah. Josh is so annoying, but brings an entertainment value that Kenny will never, and I've not even seen the season. Uh, And Josh was dropped. Like, that would have been a funny pairing because Josh is athletic, so don't take this the wrong way, but he would have have dragged, dragged, drug, not an English teacher. He would have brought Casey down at a certain level. And I think we could have seen more out of Casey because it really would have forced her into a leadership role in that partnership because Josh is such a loose cannon. So we would have had to see her elevate her game even more to keep him in check because Josh is someone I think who can do well with a good partner. I agree. Yeah, I think I think the entertainment of watching Casey control Josh would be actually the most entertaining. Uh, it just dawned on me that Josh isn't on this season. What a world. Anyways. And, you know, it's crazy because he was – Definitely an option for multiple people. That's why I had him as an alternate in case someone dropped. Um, yeah, he's, he's out. Thank God nice here with Bananas instead of Josh. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Kenny and uh, Casey actually do well in the challenge because Casey is, I mean, in terms of daily challenge, she's statistically the best female player of all time. Maybe I think maybe still the best player of all time. So she comes out, kills it because she can jump better than everyone. She has better upper body strength. And you look at the teams who killed it. The two most veteran pairs, Casey, who's an all-around beast, and Horacio and Olivia, who are, I mean, it, it puts them on the map to be with those teams. For sure. Nani and Bananas win. Good for them. Hell yeah. I love it so much. They also won the second daily challenge of Exit 2, so yeah, a bit of a call back there. They go back to the house. Nani goes to Turbo. Hey, Turbo. Apparently, people are saying that you loudly told everyone you want to go into elimination. You want to be thrown in. Is that true? Yes or no? If it's true, I will throw you in. If it's not, I won't throw you in because I am your friend. Just tell me don't throw you in. And Turbo can't be a normal human being who can just answer a question. Everything has to be like some uh, threat to his honor. And he turns into a psychopath. He simultaneously plays victim and aggressor at the same time, and it's the worst shit ever. It's just he's so weird, and, you know, he's like, oh, oh, I called Nani Mother on World of Worlds 1 because you want her to treat you like a child because you need to be babied. That's that's why I call her mother because you need to be babied, and when she act, talks to you like an adult, you just throw a fucking fit. That's what it comes down to. Just, like, all he had to do was say, no, don't throw me into elimination. Please. Probably didn't even have to say the please part, but I'm just saying it. Just say please. Um, he doesn't do that. And I think one of the most telling comments was Nerys, who's just sitting there, who has no prior relationship with Turbo at all, no prior seasons, no drama. She's like, this guy, this guy just yells at everyone. He's he's so mean and stuff like that. And like the version we're seeing of Turbo on screen, like, oh, that guy's a prick. It's worse than what we're not even seeing. Yeah, there's been like rumors that he was like making Tamara get his food for him, and he's just the worst. I. 
And I can't say it's like because Nani's a woman, because Nani's the only person on the cast who I feel like could check Turbo even a little bit. Like he's she's the only person that he has any ounce of respect for. And I think he just treats everyone like garbage all the time. And I don't throw accusations like this out often, but like I would actually feel uncomfortable in the house with Turbo with him acting like this. I know a lot of people gave Tori grief on World of Worlds 2 for running to production and saying she felt unsafe after his like rant on Jordan, but I get it because we probably did. Well, I know we didn't see the entire thing. And at that point, Turbo was running through the house saying he was going to eat Jordan. So I'm going to have to retract the statement I made about Tori probably years ago on Twitter. It's been suspended, so it doesn't exist anymore. But like Turbo's a menace. And you, you could see Laurel and Casey's eyes when Nani was talking. They looked anxious. They looked like fearful. I mean, like, like legitimately. And um, you should not have been cast this season either. Um, it's just keep him off TV, please. Uh, ugh, it's like watching Ezra Miller in a challenge house. Uh, Rewarding bad behavior. That's what it is, really. Yeah. Nani and Bananas have to nominate people for elimination. They're like, okay, we can nominate. Uh, we're going to nominate Turbo and, and Tamara because that, that's a guaranteed after the way he acted. Mm-hmm. We're going to go after Johnny because he made the big move last week. They're clearly against the vets. And Banana's like, okay, who are Johnny's friends? And they're like, Jay and Michelle, uh, Horacio and Olivia. And what's funny is that Nani sticks up for a team. It's like, ah, I kind of like Horacio and Olivia. They're pretty, they're pretty cool people. That's a great sign of a social game, though, that Nani's been there for a minute. And she immediately was like, oh, I like them. Like, that's scary because they have, are physically very good team and they have a good social game. Yeah, I, I, I my, my eyebrow lifted a little bit because I'm like, whoa, they've made an impact on someone like Nani this early on. And it's just a testament. They are so bubbly, so fun. Yeah. Yeah, and Johnny, he snuffs that out. He's like, uh, we got to do it because if we put in Kim and Colleen, uh, then when we throw in Turbo and Tamara, the other two teams are just going to throw in Kim and Colleen and Turbo and Tamara is probably going to beat them. So they have to make the move. They put Jay, Johnny, Jay and Michelle, Johnny and Raven, and uh, Horacio and Olivia in there. And I think all the teams understand the move. Uh, Jay and Michelle, not as much. Yeah. I think Jay gets it because Johnny made the joke about Morgan, Jay's girlfriend that Johnny stole, which I think is weird that he brings it up since they've broken up since. But Jay gets it. But Michelle, bring on the waterworks and the nicknames that you've never called Nani before. And just the absolute pleas and not understanding the game. Non, I thought we were friends. How could you? Just, I would never do this to you. I I, I, I liked it. I'm not going to lie. I, no, just... I liked it on the TV level. She was devastated. But Nani was just stone cold looking at her. She's like, I see you are crying. And this was hard for me. But you have to understand where I'm coming from. And they end up having a more intimate moment later. But she was just like. This is what it had to be. Sorry. Nominating four teams, like, Doesn't you're going to catch a stray eventually. I, I just thought it was so human, too, because it was just, like, that moment when you realize you're just not on someone's, like, that relationship isn't the same two-way street. But I'm sure Nani has love for her. It just, that's that's tough. And they do have that scene at the club, which I found very endearing. I thought it was actually very real. I actually really enjoyed the scene. And the the, the panning on Michelle's crying with the tears literally falling down her eye with the camera work. That was phenomenal camera work by MTV. I got to give credit to the editors. Um, Johnny and Raven. Uh, Johnny's just, I like him because he's like, he came in with like, I'm going to play this way. And he's just sticking to it where his, 
conversation with Manus. It's, it's a bit combative, but not coolly combative either. It's just very much like, yeah, we're going against the vets. That's my game plan the whole way through. I'm sticking to it. Which kudos to him, but like, how's that going to favor for you in the future? Uh, and I don't think I would absolutely despise this pairing because I do like Johnny and he was interesting on his first show, but I'm still butthurt about the first move. I, but I I like consistency, though. I feel like so many of these rookies come on the show and they're like wishy-washy and they come in hot and then they fall back once, you know, the heat okay. actually hits them. Yeah. But Johnny yeah. just stayed very like he's standing on. He's like, I'm running in a straight line. And if it works, it works. So I appreciate that. Uh, Harassi and Olivia are just charming. And yeah, absolutely. Then, and then Turbo. Uh, fucking dickhead. His body, we talked about body language. His body language throughout this was insane. Him telling Nani, I'm not going to listen to you speak, and pushing himself up on the table and then walking behind her. Props to Nani for just sit, sitting there like this. Like, I, I'm not going to move a muscle. She knows that there's security probably feet away. And if he even lays a hand on her, like, she will get everything that she can get from that situation. Uh, he's a lunatic. And Tamara, Tamara, they called her both on the show. I don't know what her name is, nor do I care. She's like, I, I had a plan with Turbo, and I'm going to stick with it. No, at what human level, when Turbo's out of there, do you say, guys, I'm really sorry. I'm in a bad place. Like, I hope you don't hold this against me. She's an opportunist. I was – here I am being wishy-washy. I said earlier I might feel bad for her. She's an opportunist. You're weird. Sorry. You're- she makes a weird comment about, like, I have my own voice. Like, clearly you don't, because the second Turbo walked out of the room, he beckoned you, and you couldn't even speak without him present. So, like, give me a break. The fact that we're even considering the fact that Nani was thinking where security is while that man was walking past her is a sign that he shouldn't be on television. Correct. But that's mind-boggling that we're even having that hypothetical conversation. And still, his fate is going to elimination. Uh, We go to the club. And, uh, you know, we get to see with Michelle and uh, get to see, see Michelle and Nani. But we also get Laurel getting close with Horacio. She sees him in that competition. She's like, this guy's awesome. I like Laurel very like sneakily, like one of the like elite hookup people in the challenge where like I think every season she's been on since Rivals 1, she's had a showmance or a hookup. Can we also talk about, like, one, her taste in men when it comes to competitors is so much better than her taste in women by Nicole Zanata. But she has the most elite possibilities for an ex's season. She cannot lose. If she locks lips with Horacio and we see previews of her getting in a certain other competitor's bed later in the season, like, she has no bad options for an ex's season. She has CT. She has Jordan. Like, maybe Horacio. Don't say it, Luke. Don't say it, Luke. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But, like. He won't be back. You're right. You're right. He won't be back. But competitively, like, he's not even that bad. You're right. You're right. I just want to say it. Like, on a human level. Like, I don't think, like, her taste in terms of dating is good. But, like, in terms of setting herself up for an exit season, on the money. And since we're on the topic of Lauren Horacio, what game she has. I mean, this man is literally sitting there saying, like, I don't approach women first, which to me feels like a way to shut down the conversation. And he's like, I don't, I don't have – I'm not very good at conversations. And she's like, we're having one right now. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> Laurel. 
smooth. I mean, not that smooth, but like she just knows what she wants and she's going to get it with permission, of course. Uh, yeah, it just was fun to watch. Laurel is such like a competitor in all facets of life. Where, like, I think her dating choices are always very competitive choices. Because she goes for these people who generally have, like, really massive egos. Where she's like, well, these people love themselves so much. Can I get them to love me instead? And I think that's, like, almost the ultimate challenge for her. God. Hmm. I love it. I'm here for it. I truly hope that they hook up at least once. And Olivia just cracking up at the interaction, too. That was my favorite, favorite part about all of it. Is her just laughing while drinking her water, just watching it happen. Yeah, her and Nani together are like, what's going on over there? Laura looked good, too. Red mm-hmm. lip, like, having fun out on the dance floor. I'm here for it. I'm so happy she's back. Love it, love it, love it. She's just, it's just like, she's gone for so long, but it always feels so seamless when she comes back. That's what's so amazing about it. Um, it's like she never left. We get back to the house. Uh, it's before the elimination is about to happen. Jay and uh, Michelle watch Johnny talking with Horacio outside, and Michelle's like, well, maybe we should throw in Johnny, because then the vets will be cool with us now, with, like, it'll show we didn't have any of those, like, linking type stuff, and she sees the moment of, like, Jay thinking about it and tries to twist the knife there, um, which I think is, like, a very survivor-esque move by Michelle on her own partner. I also love the moment where she goes, I'm not a chill girl. Like, nobody would tell you that I'm a chill girl. It was my favorite part of the episode for some reason, because I was just like, again, that level of self-awareness to be like, this is not me, and this is how I have to do this, because I can't do it any other way. I loved. Um, I do think Jay has a point, though, that everyone would see him as completely untrustworthy if he were to turn on the one guy he's clearly friends with in the house. Yeah, which leads us to the Illumination Arena. Turbo and, and Tamara, um, not the wig, the, the bad one. Um, the, they go into Illumination. Uh, and Jay and Michelle, they pull the safe stick, so they got to throw someone in. And as you said, Jay's like, literally everyone will think I'm a snake if I turn against my best ally. I just can't do So I think that is a fair reasoning. I think that makes sense. And yes. I, I always hate when people rat out their friends. That's just like, it irks my soul. So... Respect to Jay for that. They make the move. Uh, Horacio and Olivia are going in. And also, I think it's just a stronger chance that Turbo and Tamara are going to get knocked out because that's a strong team, Olivia and Horacio. Yeah. And I'm not disagreeing. We just don't know how they function with things like this. This was an interesting elimination, in my opinion. Because uh, what? <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Uh, just a cute little game of memory. Yeah. Yeah. Players had to run across a platform that had 24 squares on it. They get to flip two each turn. Um, it has different, they all have 12 different corresponding uh, same markers. Uh, some of them are like swords, hearts, whatever, colored, whatever, whatever. Um, you got to get all 12 as fast as you can. You switch out between partners. Um, it's just a memory game. It can actually be a bit tough if you like, if you get too hyped into it and you just lose track of stuff. What when play- well, when TJ also said it relied on communication, I was like, oh, so they're trying to set Turbo up because I know he can't communicate as Nani was loudly shouting throughout the whole episode. Yeah. And I think that was almost like very, I mean, I think production was very much trying to tip the scales for this one for sure. And I don't, I don't mind it at all because they realized they made a mistake casting Turbo. That's what it comes down to. They realized an error. They realized we can't just say goodbye right now. So we're going to set up, a, it's not like they haven't done it before. 
they set up West on Nexus 2 with that hall roll against Leroy. That that like they know what they're doing. Um so yeah, but the crowd played a big factor in this elimination, made it so easy for Horacio and Olivia, because you had at first Benaz and Nani, then Devin, and then and then Devin just like, no, listen to Laurel, and then Laurel took up over the entire thing and directed them on every marker it felt like. At one point I started getting concerned for Laurel during this elimination because I was like, Laurel, you already have a huge target on your back, and now you are single-handedly directing this team throughout this game of memory from afar. Like, I actually, my thought was like, oh, man, don't expose yourself as a mental threat also, because people are going to be super worried about you. Right. But she's Laurel, man. She had to take over, and she's the perfect person, especially, like, you know, Turbo saying, I want to go against everyone in elimination. Well, they all went, and you did. You faced everyone in elimination, and they kicked your ass, buddy. Yeah. Way to make it fair, me against everyone. It's like, bro, like, just accept the fact that everyone hates you because you're an asshole. Like, it was not they're scared of you. They just genuinely don't like you. And if they're scared of you, it's not because of your competitiveness. It's because you're mentally insane. And if you just acted, like, just not even talked for all at this point, and let's just say these two teams ended up in elimination via, like, a random dull, uh, uh, dice roll. My bad. I, I was about to say rice doll, and I was like, whatever. Dice roll. These te- imagine these two teams end up in elimination randomly against each other, and he's just not said anything all season, not been a complete dickhead. Nani, banana, I mean, Nani and other people would have been helping him in this elimination and to get Olivia and Horacio out. Instead, I mean, everyone wanted to see him lose. And I mean, Chauncey, I mean, Chauncey, I mean, that's a person on this show. He said it. He was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, challenge is a very social game. Can't be addicted, people, because then this happens. Yeah, I'm glad they lost. Yeah, when every rookie and every vet hates you equal amounts, like you're doing something wrong. And I would bet large sums of money that I don't have that he will never, ever, 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 ever be back on our screens again. And he had the opportunity to come on this and maybe become a mainstay again, but he chose to act like an idiot. Yeah, he just... Gives me the heebie-jeebies. He can go wherever. He can go play in the sun with Polly and Carmaria and the land of people who can't get past him. And there are going to be people who be like, oh, how do you not like this guy? He brings entertainment. He brings mess. We love messy reality TV. Like, I love the Lavender Ladies. Like, I go, I die for them. I, I love messy reality TV. He's just not a good person. He's just unsafe. He's just not a... I even like bad people, by the way. But I don't like when they threaten people's safety and not that he threatened anybody's safety, but like his mannerisms show that he is capable of doing such things. And the way that he speaks to people is just not okay. Did you see him um, after the elimination? TJ blows the horn. Horacio is celebrating. He does a little flip and Turbo just sprints through him. Yeah. I I was like, what is he doing? Is he going to like do the one of these? I'm going to finish it myself kind of things like. I hope he just sprinted right off the set into the sunset. Olivia's eyes when that happened were so, like, authentic. She's like, what the fuck is about to happen? And Olivia, I I love her. I, her eyes are so expressive. They tell a lot just She's by, like, gym. Yeah. <sighs> I'm, I'm still holding, I'm still holding uh, judgment. I'm not sure. I'm I'm all in on this duo. I'm like, they gave me a Mexican American. He's amazing. I'm I love them. I love them so much. I um, like I love their dynamic. I love Horatio. I have not fully made up my mind about Olivia. I'm reserving the right to wait and see. Still. Absolutely. That's fair. Absolutely. 
Uh, and then after the elimination, Turbo's gone. So production has had this guy waiting for 14 days through the whole COVID break, waiting to break him out the moment Turbo's gone. Jordan Wisely is back in the show. He's a big surprise. Here's a legend, guys. Who's going to be his partner? Tori's genuinely shocked. Although it looked like her fake surprise face, so it's hard to tell, but she is genuinely shocked, I think. Um, but who's going to be his partner? It should be Naya. Yeah. But uh, you can go listen to some other podcast. I'm not sure what it is where Naya was supposed to be on with him, but she couldn't stop vaping and her lungs and heart uh, did not pass the medical test. And she had to go to the hospital. Uh, but that would be a fun surprise. Even Avery would have been cool. Ooh. Like, yeah. John that A. Cool. John A. The Great, would have been the great. great Gatsby. Rumors she was asked and said no, though. But with somebody else. I miss Avery. I need an Avery comeback so bad. Same. That's. Uh, I need that more than anything. I, I love her so much. Um, yeah, I don't know why they brought in Jordan first instead of Anissa, because Anissa, like, after the fact, just seems like, it just seems so unfair. Um, it, it also would have made Tori's reaction a lot more interesting, because she would have been so excited to see her best friend Anissa, and she would have been going crazy. And then to have it followed up with Jordan, like, you would have just saw, watched the balloon just deflate. Yes. Ah, oh, what a missed opportunity. And, like, Anissa had her original partner was her, like, her real-life friend. And, like, they were there the first few days of filming. People met that guy. So they probably thought that guy was coming in like Kenny was. So Jordan Breen would have been a big surprise. I don't – yeah, that was that was dumb. I was, that was just a dumb choice by production. I will say, too, whenever they were like, this person is a legend in the game. I, you can't dispute that Carl Marie is a legend in the game. Not in life. In the game. A few of them were like, wait, wait. When he said that, I thought it was Veronica coming out. Or Darrell. Yeah, I was like, okay. Then I thought it was a guy. I was like, okay, so it's got to be Darrell. Because he's talking about, like, like all-time legend. And, like, Jordan is a legendish, But, like, he's still, in my mind, just because I've been watching it for so long, newer school. It was weird. It was weird order of things. Yeah, there's no doubt that he'll be a legend someday, but it's not like he's had, like, this long hiatus. And I know we've seen Darrell, but, like, Darrell took a long break. Yeah, I would call Jordan a living legend, not like a like a legend, a living legend, because he's still – he already has had a, le- a legendary career, he's but he's still, still very much – Yeah. I mean, he brought – I mean, him and Nia came back, reunited. That was crazy. That was just still such a crazy thing that happened. And they're going to be on another season coming up soon. So the Global Challenge, make sure you go watch that. Yeah. That's our podcast, everyone. That's our <laughs> podcast. And we would talk longer because there's definitely stuff to talk about. We talked but, for a long time. But we're not going to go over an hour. We don't do that here at this podcast. We don't go over an hour. We already have. We're, we're at 59 minutes and 10 seconds right now. Oh. So, oh, yeah. Or so, or, yeah. Make sure to subscribe to us at CF Confessionals. On, oh, start to us here, Caffeine Confessionals. Twitter, at CF Confessionals. Follow. Uh, follow Luke on Twitter. Uh, follow Zoe on Twitter at Zoe Trimbo. Follow me on Twitter at the Alan Aguirre, at C- Confessionals, Specials, whatever, Instagram, iTunes. Just, just drop a like on this video because it was it was a pretty good podcast. I thought we had a great time. I thought we had a lot of fun. I thought it was a good episode of TV. I love these people. And we're going to be back here next week to talk about the challenge. Have a great day, everyone. Bye now. <laughs>